The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. All right, well, welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Haas. And I'm Eric Osnes. And uh, this week... We were feeling the love, or we were talking about feeling the love. Right. It's a it's a cold, windy, nasty day out, and what a nice day to cuddle up and write a love letter, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Who do you like to write love letters to? Uh, prospective sellers of homes. <laughs> Actually, you don't really do them yourself, right? No, no. We have a professional writer write them for me. No, just kidding. Of course. <laughs> a ghostwriter. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you you look at a lot of uh, listings. You you see a lot of offers come in on homes mm-hmm. that you that you're selling. How many of those actually have a, a? And for all of you that are wondering, what the heck are we talking yeah. about? Love letters. We're talking about yeah. about the letters that a buyer writes to the seller to persuade them to accept their offer yeah. over someone else's. In the industry, we've begun calling them love letters. Most people are trying to write some kind of persuasive note to say, pick me, pick me, when there's you know multiple offers on the table, which in this marketplace can be quite often because we see anywhere from maybe four to upwards of 30 offers on some of the homes. Sure. So there's a lot of competition there. And sometimes, you know, you never know what's going to make the difference. Yeah, Yeah. right. What's going to make you stand out because you have the business terms. But in our markets today, buyers and sellers rarely, if ever, meet. Right. 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 I mean, I think that's kind of one of the most unusual things about our marketplace uh, that some of the people I work with, if they come from another state, where there actually is some interaction still, or at least at the signing table, they meet the people. Uh, A lot of folks here with our escrow process never actually meet. And in fact, nowadays, because of technology, oftentimes the listing agent and the buyer agent never even meet in person. And and, and this is something that's unique to the West Coast of Mm -hmm. the United States. If you get uh, towards the Midwest and and definitely on the East Coast, Mm -hmm. uh, they don't use escrow. So what happens is when you're you're buying a home, you go to the closing, everybody shows up. Buyers are there. Sellers are there. Everybody, realtors are there. Or you're at the lawyer's office. Or you're at the lawyer's office and you sign things and pass them across the table like that. Here we're, we're escrow state, you know, so... You know, we don't, uh, you know, buyer doesn't necessarily meet the seller. Seller yep. doesn't meet the buyer. You know, everything can be done separately. It can be done days before closing. Mm-hmm. And uh, In so, fact, sometimes we even worry that the seller and the buyer might pass each other right. in the escrow it's like, good heavens, don't let them meet. Like, don't let them see yeah, each other. My buyer's crazy. We don't want them to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, and you you had brought up a couple of weeks ago about wanting to do a show about love letters. And I remember at the time you brought it up, I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, really? Could we do an entire show about those? But in the time that I've had to mull it over and think about it, it's like, you know what? Actually, there's a lot of issues around love letters that are very realistic. And there's also some practical usage that we could talk about uh, when we see them, why we see them, how they're 
uh, used on both the buyer side and the seller. Like, is the seller even going to see this thing Absolutely. that you're going to put out there, right? right like, what right. are the issues around it and what are best practices that if you're going to write a love letter? Because sure enough, I was talking with some clients. I, I'm writing an offer right now for them. In fact, they're signing it electronically as we're here on the show today. And they were going to put an offer on a house last week and they were like, oh, well, maybe we should do one of those letters. And they started discussing how they would write it. And I went, well, okay. And then I started giving them tips on really how we should write one. And then I thought, you know what, Erica's right. We should probably do it because we talked for at least a good 20 minutes just about just how debating. they would craft. Sure. And, yeah. and, and I mean, it's a strategy. And, mm-hmm. and I think Absolutely. with some people it will work. Other people it would not. I suppose, you know, as a as a as a as a as a real estate agent, I imagine you know you're supposed to lay all the offers out on the table when you're meeting with a seller, and go over this mm-hmm. one's you know which one's better based on yep. the math or based Correct. on the on the offer. Yeah, what are the terms? Sure, lay them out. And 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 you know, but if if you throw one of these letters in there, what do you do? Do you include it with with that information, or do you kind of keep it separate? Well, for myself, working as a listing agent, and I have that multiple offer situation, many times I tell a seller, "You're never going to see those letters," uh, mostly because I mentioned in another show they're ripe for potential fair housing violations. Sure. Uh, because if someone writes their love letter really heavy with Oh, my family, and here's a picture of us, and there's all these things. Fair housing is relatively strict. And, of course, in Washington State, we even have uh, bigger classes of fair housing violations potential of different protected classes, right? So if someone gets too much into that, then I always tell the seller, like, you're never going to see it. We're going to talk. It's just going to be business. And most of the time, the seller is on board with that because they're already going through a big emotional crisis in selling. Well, I was just going to say it's such an emotional Mm -hmm. process. And and when you're selling a home and you've got all those memories built up in that home, absolutely sure you want to get the the, the most money out of it, but you Mm -hmm. also want to see that home go to a a good family. Absolutely. I, 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 I personally know that I sold one home to, they called them the ended up calling them the hillbillies of Normandy Park. Oh, I've heard and, you bring that and, up before. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. embarrassed to this day that these folks <laughs> that you brought that upon the neighborhood. My first home that we put so much sweat and blood into and had it looking so nice and you know. Oh, and was he called the hillbilly forward, because it turned into oh, a couple, nightmare? Yeah, absolutely. A couple years later, there's six or seven, you know, junk cars in, oh. in front, you know, blocked by the the junk yeah. one in Bago with the uh, mm-hmm. the alligator, the the alligator yard ornaments made out oh, of the, the ones with the, the segments, used tires. So yeah, it yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. yeah, so it looks you know, like it's coming that, out of the ground. Right, right. Yeah, oh, that's that sort classy. of thing. It that's was it was so special, and <laughs> and I had the house painted a subtle northwest sort of taupe color. And <laughs> you mean and, bland? Yeah, it was bland. I'll admit <laughs> it was typical bland. Northwest bland. <laughs> but but this guy painted it bird's egg blue. Now I got nothing wrong. Ooh, I no, got, no, no, no. I have no, one no. of those in my neighborhood too. I got no, I got nothing you. against bird's egg blue, but he only painted yeah. two thirds of the home. So it got the front and a little bit of the sides, and then it went from bird's egg blue back to taupe. And uh, oh, it was the strangest looking thing ever. <laughs> it's a anyway. house mullet. It, <laughs> It pretty much was. 
Yeah. I don't know how you could it. have made it look oh worse gosh. in an extremely short period of time, but uh, that's just the way party it is. Party in the front, business in the back. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> or business in front, so, party in the back, yeah, whatever it that is. Party going on somewhere there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> But that's another awesome. story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we used to have a, a house in our neighborhood that was called the Blueberry House, and then it got painted, you know, Northwest Bland. And then, but, but two blocks away, as soon as that one got painted, another one, poop, showed up Whoa. bright blue with black shutters. I, I just, every time I have to pass this house, it's right at the beginning entrance of our, our development. And I, drive by every day and just shake my head going what were they thinking i tell you what it's 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 uh it's fun to see what happens but anyway so so i i i I get it i mean there's there's cases where that that letter you know you as a seller you kind of want to see a little bit about about people want to know that someone else is going to love the home right but the thing is is anybody in any kind of situation can love a home they don't have to look a certain way and that's absolutely. where you run into you the potential run into problem i know i know that's that's, that's, that's really where the problem is that's absolutely true uh, but i will tell you this couple that i was talking to about this uh potential love letter last week uh, they kept wanting to put a picture of them with their dog yeah and i had recommended i'm like we might just want a picture of the dog and not to not to blast on them, but it was more of yeah. like, no, seriously, because as soon as I put a picture of you in there, then yeah. I have the potential of that seller. Oh, maybe having. Yeah, possibly, yeah, sure, sure. you know, bringing their own bias. Right. Instead of their business viewpoint yeah, into this. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if they're not, yeah, I know. And you're right. There are cat people in this town, and there are dog people in this town, and we Mm -hmm. have more dogs than we have children, and so that even is another concern. Because I'll I'll give you another example. I'm actually, um, so I have my potential first uh, sports figure client that I'm working Mm -hmm. with right now, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's not for a person. No, 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 no names. That's why I said it the way I did. And um, but the thing is, is it's only going to be for a rental because it's Mm -hmm. for the season. Sure. And. What uh, season would that be? No, don't no, don't answer it. Don't answer it. Ha 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 ha! You're a funny guy. So uh, anyway, no, we have to be discreet about these things. However, I was calling other agents um, who I thought might have the potential properties that would work for this client. And what was so funny was as I'm talking to this woman from another office, uh, she's like, "Well, you know, many of our clients." She was so polite about it too. It was it was just hilarious. She's like, "You know." Many of our clients really are not interested in renting to X players uh, because usually they're quite young and they have children, and so they don't want to rent their first oh, homes. Yeah, and I thought, oh children. my goodness, like okay, you're already saying out I loud. I thought she was going stuff. somewhere else with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she totally was on the other side of it. And I actually, actually, my assistant, one of my assistants, uh, when she was looking for rentals down in the Olympia area, I remember she called me up all upset. This was after she was, she's, she's back working with me again, but this was during the hiatus we had. She called me up and she was all upset because she had small children at the time. Sure, showed up in the minivan and kids yeah. piling out and all of that. Well, yeah. And she had a couple kids at the time. She's had another one since then, but this woman outright told her, I won't rent to you because you have children. Mm. And she's like, can she do that? I'm like, no, no, she can't, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, definitely not. so this is the reason why love letters, yeah. you know, cause just right there is like, some people are like, Oh, I want someone with kids. Other people are like, Oh, I don't like kids or, you know, right. I mean, everybody's got such a different viewpoint and that's, that's exactly where these love letters might put you in the sights of a lawsuit 
if you let those conditions be what sway your opinion on picking an offer, sure, right? Sure. So, you know, when we talk about trying to set these things up for success, we always try and talk on the listing side of, hey, seller, just be prepared. And why don't we discuss right up front whether or not you're even going to consider these or not? And then we'll discuss if any even come in. I will tell you, I haven't seen as many recently, but I do know that they're still being utilized out there. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we do use them and and sometimes to great effect. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've been in some cases not the best offer on the table, but because something was uh, triggered for the seller of something they wanted to do, we were the chosen offer in certain situations. So I want to make sure in the next couple of segments that we go over some of those Sure. So, so when, when we come back, we'll be talking more about love letters. And if you have a love mm-hmm. letter to share, give us a call at 866-712-1300 here on Business Radio KKOL. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes. I'm Reba Hass. We're here to talk about love letters today. Yes, so, after I get done chair dancing. I love that lead-in music we have there uh, every time. Is that... Uh, who, Gets me moving. Who is that? That's bringing down the It's house, called so. My Type. Oh, My Type. That's right. Yeah. Okay. It's a fun dance song. Okay, good. My yeah. band does it. I, I enjoy doing that song. Just makes me more boogie. It's like, it's like doing I'm, Uptown Funk from Bruno Mars. I do right. that song, too. There you go. And I just, yeah. you know, I can't help but just move. Just got to be moving. Okay, yeah. good. Well, so, I, I won't be doing that, which is a blessing that none of you can see all that there in Radio Land. <laughs> Zumba on the radio. Just is that rem- what you're talking about? That's right. <laughs> just a reminder, this is a live call-in show. You can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. You can also tweet us at Team Reba. And you can also email any uh, finance, especially related questions to Eric, E-R-I-C, at ericismybanker.com. So we're here for you and can answer questions and give you information, anything to kind of help help along with that home buying or home selling search. So Reba, I was, we were talking on the break. Um, I, I um, have a, a, a realtor friend of mine had a home listed in, in West Seattle, and there were about 10 offers on this home. And uh, before the the um, the offers were reviewed, a lot of the buyers pre-inspected the property. So they come out, do their inspection first. That way, it, it kind of clears that out of the way. Well, one of the buyers that inspected the property, um, when they left, they left a really nice box of chocolates mm-hmm. for the seller along with a note. Thank you so much for sharing your home with us and all of that. I wish I knew what kind of chocolates. I know. So a nice little love letter with the box of chocolates. Well, the offers came in, and and the buyers that that left the box of chocolates were not the highest offer. They were about $30,000 less than the highest offer. Very significant. Yep. That seller struggled and struggled and really, really wanted to accept that offer, the offer with the box of chocolates, even though it was $30,000 lower. It's totally their right to do that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and so the no realtor, fair housing against chocolate. No, nothing wrong with that. You know, <laughs> the, the way to get to the heart of that seller. In that Although case, I would take salted caramels myself. I'd take the thirty grand, but that's just me. You I'm could a buy banker. a lot of salted caramels and chocolate. I can buy a heck of a lot of salted caramels that's for that. That's 
That's right. Well, so, but you know, being a nice person does count for something sometimes. Sure. Well, the 30 grand higher one, they were probably nice people too. We hope, but yeah. you never know. They could have been hillbillies. It could have been. It could have been. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we end up with the alligator tire sculptures in the front yard. Yes. That's right. Yes. So anyway, but in in in, in the end, um, you know, the, the, that buyer with the box of chocolates did not win it. They did not get that home. Okay. However, the seller went back to them and said, look, uh, you're not the highest offer, but if you're willing to match the highest offer, we'd like to sell the home to you. So That's fair. I, and sometimes they'll even do that without it going the full distance sure. of the spread. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, because sometimes it does, you know, because not everybody can make that big of a, a leap. Absolutely. In pricing, right? And so in this case, that seller, though, was so moved by by that gesture that they were really willing to you know, kind of go over, you know, overboard to. Well, to they're definitely make that work. Yeah, there definitely are ways. And well, you had somebody who um, it wasn't so much the gesture of chocolates, but you had somebody in a prior show that you mentioned offered Seahawks tickets. Yes, absolutely. And that was a compelling they won. way to, yeah. They won the offer. Yeah. 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 Our clients actually worked for the organization and, and written into the offer were, were uh, two tickets, 50 yard line, opening day. Uh, to oh, the Seahawks. I wish they would have wanted to buy my house. Man, no kidding. Wouldn't that <laughs> I, would, have been I probably fun? would have picked them too, just Wouldn't to make my husband fun? super, super yeah, happy. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good thing the seller was an honorable person because I, I think they would have known where the buyer was going to be that day. Their home could have been robbed or something. You know. But, oh, good um, gosh, I wouldn't have even thought of that. But yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, well, creep anyway. factor there on that yeah. one. Well, but, you know, and sometimes people want to do what they feel is a good thing for another person. I had uh, a few years ago, a client of mine that uh, was a veteran. Mm -hmm. And I got to say a lot of times, I mean, I think it's fantastic that we have VA loans out there that are zero down um, because the folks who qualify for those loans, uh, I think are well deserving of those programs. And uh, so I had a real cute couple that was buying down in Renton and he had been a veteran and had served uh, overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, and then after he got back, he used his GI Bill to go to school, and he became a chiropractor. Yeah. And so this couple, that we had multiple offers on this house. Uh, we were not the highest offer. In fact, I think we were the third highest Yeah, yeah. out of about five. And we did write a love letter. Mm-hmm. And I had suggested to them, I said, you know, try and keep – a lot of personal things out of it. Don't necessarily talk about whether you have kids or no kids. Cause in their situation, they were, you know, they fairly newly married, um, you know, both starting careers. Uh, and he had been a veteran. Uh, so we talked a lot more about how they envisioned using the house. You know, sure. they had a couple of dogs, so they, they didn't have kids yet. So their whole thing was focusing on what about the property they enjoyed. And in this situation too, I thought it was interesting because it was an investor. These were people who flip homes all the time for hmm. investment purposes. And oftentimes those are the people that you think are they're not going to be swayed. That's right. Yeah, you think they're not going to be swayed. But for them, I think there's something maybe going on with the couple because maybe one of them had been military in the past because they chose our offer, uh, one, because it was very well written because uh, there were some issues with one of the uh, prices above us. But then they talked a lot about, you know, what they appreciated that they had done to this home. 
and how that was going to make it very useful for them and, you know, just kind of how they could envision being in this home. And that was really swaying to them. And especially even the whole element of veteran, because when you're the listing agent and you're looking at the risk factor associated with any particular loan product, because what the two things that blow up deals the most are inspections and financing. Sure. Right. So if you don't have any cash buyers out there and a lot of them are first time buyers, most of them are low down, no down, you know, lots of all kinds of products that are out there. And so you're trying to weigh which one has the lowest risk associated without being able to get really granular on the details. Um, but these folks, they saw a veteran and they were, even though we had the lowest down, which was zero That's f- and sure. they, and they chose us because they wanted to see him have an opportunity. Cause I see veterans lose out in these deals yeah. all the time. I'm glad you brought that up too, because there's a misconception in, in the marketplace too, about a, a VA offer that the costs to a seller will be significantly higher than the costs mm-hmm. of, of a, a buyer with conventional or, or even FHA financing. And it's really just not true. Uh, there's there's a couple fees that VA does require the seller to pay. Basically, it's the escrow fee, which normally in a normal transaction is split 50-50 between the buyer and the seller. Right. Well, on a VA transaction, the seller picks up both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that might add six or seven hundred, eight hundred dollars yeah, to your to your part. settlement costs. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And I, and I suppose you know you you really could even build charge a slightly higher sale price and. And make up the difference for that, mm-hmm. but but the the conception that a, a VA buyer is going to cost a seller thousands and thousands of dollars more than any other buyer, it's just not true. Yeah, and, I've, and I've had people say that before too, and I'm like, Duh, yeah, it's we, not we as spend much a lot of time think. educating our our sellers that yeah. no, you're, this is a, a VA customer. We should really be supporting them, mm-hmm. and um, it's a it's a great program. VA um, is eligible, of course, if you're a veteran. Um, if you were in the reserves, if you were in the Coast Guard, uh, you're you're most likely eligible for for VA zero down financing. If then um, there's other avenues where um, maybe you're not a veteran, but you're the the surviving spouse if uh, of a of a That's veteran. Right. Yeah. As long as you're I not remarried, yeah. uh, you have you have full VA benefits. And, uh, and boy, that can really make a, it can be a life changing situation for a lot of people to, to realize, mm-hmm. Hey, I've got this opportunity. I've got these benefits available. Yeah. It's really cool. So we got to spread the love on those Absolutely. veterans. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the concept though of love letters. Yes. Um, and I know you were talking about crazy town a little bit earlier. Yeah. You, you actually have an example with you of how not <laughs> to write a love yeah. letter. Yeah. I have one um, that uh, uh, it is a, it's a little crazy. And it's more than a little. You let me read it, and I'm just like, what multiple personality issue is going on in this letter? I, I'm not sure who wrote it. I think this was written in the voice of the dog, the family dog, as near as I can tell, <sighs> um, because... This letter's talking about... Um, if my dog ever talks like that, it, we're going to have some issues. <laughs> right. I mean, it's referring to the, the little monster child, you know, being excited about seeing three bedrooms. See, and, this is where I think it's a multiple personality. I don't I don't see a dog saying the monster child. No? Oh, you... Maybe it's the monster in the closet. I have I, I have no you know, idea who wrote the monster, this letter. You know, the fluff monster. I might think is the dog point of view, but the monster yeah. child is just like what? 
and especially because oh. he gets into that segment about how he wants to build what there was like some kind of dangerous toys or something. Oh, it's um, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm sort of even I was trying to decide if we should even read some of this or not. And okay, I, I don't me, I don't want to. I'm, I'm going to do uh, it on the air just a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's one of those kind of letters that. Um, all right, here you go. Here's here's a line. And I would like my monsters to have more space to build things, knit things, cook things, climb on things, run around and make noise without disturbing the invisible monsters under the floor and over the ceiling. I think that the little monsters would benefit incalculably from growing up in a place like this. That to me is a little, you know. Time for the lithium pill. Oh, I, you know, well. Let's not get people in an okay. uproar. There's a no, lot of folks, you know, absolutely. using using absolutely. medication nowadays. But, absolutely. But the whole point of being the natural light, the additional space, and the magical park next door are things that would enrich any childhood. But I'm partial to the monster children I live with. You'll understand. I was. They had me up until. I'm partial to the monster children. Yeah. Part of that. So that first part about, you know, being able to benefit being next to these things, those right. are perfect for writing a good love letter. Right. So, you know, if people after the show want to get some tips on good ways to write these, if they, you know, like they're putting something together, I mean, it's like, sure. they're Maybe free to, to, they're free to contact me at info at team com. But, uh, you know, this is the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, you probably want to keep the little monsters. Well, guess what? Out of your letter. That this letter, it didn't work. Yeah, oh, we, shocker! We were, we were we were not <laughs> we were not the successful bid on that one, and uh, you know, and was and it your client? It, yes, it was. And even though the oh the offer was competitive, it didn't go so well. When we come back, more about love letters here on Business Radio KKOL thirteen hundred. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. All right. Well, this is Reba Hass. I'm Eric Osnes. And we are back talking about love letters and some of the best practices and crazy stories around love letters that we've seen. I should, you know, I should tell my husband to write me more love letters. <laughs> he, right. he might win more. Well, you just don't want any. More. You don't want any fair housing issues to come up between the two of you. Well, though, between so. us, that's not an yeah. issue. He can write <laughs> so. as many love letters as he likes, You're and then okay he might win bids for affection and Th that's what right. have you. That's right. You might accept that offer. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. It's like you want to do what? <laughs> well, Ooh, good. Maybe so. That's right. that's right. You know, I had a customer a few a few months ago that actually uh, they were not the highest offer. They hadn't written the actual mm -hmm. love letter, but. They were the only buyers who toured the home and took their shoes off. Well, and, and you know, more and more people are asking to have the shoes removed, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. And there's there's a lot of folks who don't. And I mean, I'll admit, there are times when it's a dry day and it's clean and everything else that sure. sometimes we don't. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there are lots of folks that um, I will say are swayed by how other people treat their home. Sure. Right? Sure. Because it is hard to have a bunch of strangers come tromping through your house right Absolutely. and you're not there and they're moving things around sometimes and you know it's just it's a little disconcerting right sure. so um politeness can make a big big difference in fact actually last night i was just showing a client a house and we ran into 
the the homeowner coming home. So we had a, a moment of being able to say hello mm-hmm. and ask a couple questions yeah. that was going to be pertinent because we're expecting multiple offers on that place today, possibly. And in fact, I'm avidly working on their offer even while we're here. And, um, you know, how we present ourselves to that seller is really important at that moment, right? Of course. And I've seen people be, uh, you know, in difficult positions. In fact, actually... Several years ago, one of my clients, um, you know, the folks who have the sailboat, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was a dream of theirs way back when. But I remember showing them the house that they own now. And we ran into the seller while we were there. And unbeknownst to us, she had been having difficulties with her listing agent. And, you know, she just got along great with my clients. In fact, it was kind of eerie because the wife in that couple and the seller looked alike like they were about the same height they had the same hair color same hair length i mean the physical characteristics were oh, almost spot funny. on i know i kept thinking i'm like you guys are going to move in all the neighbors are going to think she just got married or something <laughs> you know <laughs> it was it was really eerie and maybe that's why she felt so comfortable with her because mm. you know people oftentimes you know sure. they're like oh we're very similar so they tend to have a natural affinity for you so that house was going to have multiple offers on it And what I had noticed was that the listing agent had not done her paperwork correctly in the MLS, and she had not filed the proper document to be able to wait to review offers. So I strong-armed her into forcing our offer ahead of what she was now telling other agents was the timing. Right, right. And, And in that situation, it was a combination of knowing the rules, knowing how to leverage that with the listing agent without pissing off the listing agent and just getting her convinced to go to the the seller to say, Hey, these folks really want to put an offer up front. And that woman remembered it. So I made a point of saying, tell her my clients are the ones who, and sure enough, that lady was like, Oh, I really like them. Yes. I would love to sell my house to them. (laughs) And so sure enough, we got in and we didn't have any escalations. No, nothing. We got it sold for the asking price. It was fabulous. And yeah. So sometimes, you know, like to your point, just how you treat the other person or their home can make all the difference because people do want to know that it's going to someone who'll care for it. Absolutely. I have a client right now in, in the North end of Seattle who again wasn't the highest offer out there, but mm-hmm. they did write the letter, mm-hmm. and uh, and the seller happened to um, uh, be very sentimental. The seller's mm-hmm. uh, dad had built the home back in the fifties, and yep. uh, the love letter talked about raising the family, and and uh, you know they could see their little kids playing in the park nearby, and oh, yeah. you know, growing up, and, well, and playing in the backyard, and that. Well, you and I have a mutual client right now mm-hmm. that it wasn't. Um, it wasn't that we were in a situation for a love letter, but we did have a seller who they were the first first owners of the home, mm-hmm. had raised their family in the home. And I was torn when the listing agent started asking me a bunch of questions about the couple. Like, And she said, well, do they have children? And, and I had to be real careful about some of the things I said, especially because the thing is, is this couple that's buying this house together – his child is from a prior marriage. Mm-hmm. And so you never know, like if that listing agent goes and shares any information that's personal about this couple, oh, absolutely. you know, she might get the wrong idea. Oh, well, 
okay, broken marriage and blah, blah, you know, like, there's all these things. So it's, it's always such a fine line, yeah, right? You have to be super careful. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, you do have to be really super careful. But, you know, for me, what I have found to be successful in, and I've, I've had lots of times where there's been multiple offers and my clients have won, even if they haven't been the highest price. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of that going back to, well, what's the seller care about, you know, and talking about, you know, you're paying attention to their needs, you're, you're, you're congratulating them or complimenting them on the condition of their home. Cause especially, you know, if you've never sold a home before, you don't realize the extreme amount of effort that goes into preparing a home. Like those move in ready homes, those truly move in ready homes. Oh yeah. And, enormous amount of effort has been expended to get it to that state. And most people are are frankly exhausted by the end of it. And especially through the showings and everything else that goes on. So for someone to recognize that and to comment on that and to share with them the appreciation for that, those are some of the, if it's all just about like, Oh, it's us, it's us, it's us, it's us you know, me, 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 right. you really can also turn someone off because they're also like, well, but I, what, like if the first thing you do is be like, oh, and we can't wait to remodel the basement. You know, if someone's real yeah. proud of the way right. they did, that we may gotta, not. We got to get rid of that hideous color in oh, there. Yeah. And, yeah right, well, in right. fact, this, this gal who was asking me about the details of our mutual client, uh, you know, she's got that vintage wallpaper that I think I told you about. Right, I showed you I've, pictures. I've seen, the, I've seen pictures of this home that has the the uh, what is it, the black and white, like the Marilyn Monroe. It's black, wallpaper. white, and silver kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah it's all these yeah, old movie stars, Hollywood and it's stuff. vintage wallpaper. It's super cool. And yeah. then there's another. There's a bathroom that's got all these kind of looks like um, from. Um, Oh, what am I thinking? Sixties. Well, kind of yeah, it's like all these bold colors, and it looks like it's from. Um, uh, oh, now what is what are those shows where they kind of? I'm, I'm oh my Laughing. gosh, I'm blanking. No, 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 no. It starts with a B, but I'm, I'm blanking out now. But uh, anyways, but it's it's really cool wallpaper, and it's really crazy, and it's totally vintage, mm. and nothing you would ever find anywhere, and maybe maybe you wouldn't want to, I don't know. But but the listing agent was telling us uh, she really likes this client of ours because they actually appreciate the vintage wallpaper, yeah. and the listing agent has been told over and over and over from other buyers and their agents how people don't like this Can't house, how it's dated, right. how they think it's kind of ugly and they think she didn't do well, enough. I think you've told me lots of times, you know, you know, when you're meeting with your clients, mm-hmm. try and get rid of some of that. that oh, you know, yeah. If it's, if well, it's too personal. If it's too personal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there's probably some things this gal could have done. Like she has uh, really bright blue Formica countertops. Mm-hmm those probably could have been updated. Sure. Right. Sure. But the vintage wallpaper, like you have wallpaper in your house that we've talked about mm-hmm. and yours is specifically, it's historical. It's historical. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and so it's appropriate for the house, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you, I was just in a house yesterday with a new client and it's got wallpaper in the entryway. That's fuzzy. Like you can, you can, you can rub on it and it's fuzzy. It's like a cat. Oh, you can wow. Pet it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> She loves it. I'm not really a wall petter, but yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. This gal loves it. She felt she and I thought okay, but you know, (laughs) but it's kind of fun. (laughs) When you do start rubbing on it, it is kind of fun. (laughs) 
Good luck painting over that, though. <laughs> well, no, they're not going to have to paint. Yeah, she wants to keep it. Actually, I I could see like if you have a bad day from the office, come home. Oh, yeah, wasn't that get him to the Greek? Wasn't sure. there a whole scene of like yeah. a you know, fur right wall where that. they were? That's right. You know, yeah. rubbing on it. And, yeah. Calms you down. <laughs> well, there's all types out there, and and all different tastes, and who are we to judge? Yeah, that's well, right. Well, and that's what love's like. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that's your right. love letter should talk about, you know, those absolutely, kinds of things. <laughs> absolutely. So you know, another question for you though, and this mm-hmm. is kind of going a little bit off the subject to love letters, but still, when you're making an offer, mm-hmm. you're seeing all these escalation clauses yeah. right now. So homes are selling for tens of thousands of dollars in some cases more mm-hmm. than the listed price yeah and um I, I was having this debate the other day because you say you got two offers in front of you and one's 20 percent down and it goes say thirty thousand over the sale price mm-hmm. and one is 10 percent down but it goes seventy thousand dollars over the, the the list price mm-hmm. which one are you going to take you know in in my theory the 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 one with the 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 ten thousand ten percent down, but it's a sale uh, an escalation price that's way way higher mm-hmm. doesn't really mean anything, because if you've got a person who's putting less down, if the the home still has to appraise, right? So, so from a financing standpoint, there's really no point in putting kind of a pie in the sky uh, price on a home if if the home won't appraise for that. So what's the point of that? Well, yeah, I get I get your point, but. Um Hopefully, the listing agent has done some assessment up front of what seems realistic. Because, you know, I had a deal years ago where we had 15 offers, and one gal came in $40,000 above everybody else. And we chose not to take her offer because one poorly written offer, and she was a real estate agent trying to buy for herself. Mm -hmm. Horribly written offer. But we had done a good analysis up front, and her offer was so far beyond what we thought an appraiser would realistically do it was like there's there's too much risk taking her deal because the odds are really good that it's just going to get cut back down and she might try and manipulate that somehow but um they still had you know multiple tens of thousands over their asking price for the next best offer and and so they went with the second best and they were still plenty plenty happy but the 20 percent down versus 10 percent down now if they were equal offers Oh yeah, then I would gonna... probably easily say you know lower risk with twenty percent down. If there's just this huge big delta in between them, then it's just like, well, is that number realistic? Because yep. just throwing the dollar amount versus a percentage, or looking at your numbers, you just have to kind of do some number crunching at that point and really look to like what's the potential of right. this, and. You know, I mean, frankly, there's some deals where I don't think they're going to appraise and I get pleasantly surprised. Well, it all comes down to which which offer is going to be the most successful and get the mm-hmm. highest price you possibly can for everything. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got one more segment. We do. And we're going to do our market rates, I think, in that segment. We will. All right. When we come back on Business Radio, KKOL 1300, stay tuned. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. All right, welcome back. I'm Reba Hass. I'm Eric Osnes. And you're back with Open House with Team Reba. And uh, on the break, we were talking just a little bit before we jump into our mortgage rates we talked a lot about what you could do to try and be successful in your love letters. 
but we should also mention, I, I think we started touching on this a little bit, like what not to do. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because have you, have you seen that where you've had a client of yours just completely blow it? On yeah. An yeah. Yeah. They, they either start uh, making remarks about things they want to change or um, making negative commentary about maybe the condition of the property and you know you never really know where that seller's position is like maybe they just don't have the money or maybe they don't have the skill set or maybe there was something that reminds oh and oh in fact actually one of the ones that just came up recently was um we're talking with a gal about selling her house and she's she's going to work with us but she had worked with another agent unsuccessfully before and the thing that really got her was uh, people wanting her to get rid of things that they were commenting that they didn't like certain woodwork in her house. Mm, mm-hmm. And these were things that her, her, she's just a recent widow, like a year into oh, being no. widowed. So, and these were things that her husband had built for her. Sure. And sure. so they have tremendous oh, meaning. Sure. Yeah. And people were kind of ripping it apart. Like she was getting some offers, but they were low and they were talking about the poor quality of the home and blah, blah, blah. Right. And she was just like, forget you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm not selling to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I can totally see that. Yeah, yeah. I completely it's, understand it, that. You know, and, 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 you know, if I'm, if I'm buying a used car, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I will, you know, from a, say a private individual, that's a, that's a strategy. You know, I, I might spend an hour, I'll walk around the car and I oh, look yeah. at every little flaw. Tear it down. Tear it down. But you do that to somebody's yeah, house. It's just a car. Yeah. If it's a house that's personal and that's a lot different, a lot different. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, you know, I, if it's a car, you know, maybe I run the risk of offending the, the person selling it, but most likely I'm trying to just change their mindset to think, ah, maybe it's not as nice as I right. really think it is. And Maybe well, and the thing is, is a car sellers. is more of a commodity than a house. Mm-hmm. You might still have these homes that right now, the way homes are built, there can be quite a few that all sort of look alike. Mm-hmm. But homes can be so individually unique. And because people can modify them and change them and paint them and you know, all the things right. that they do, they really do become very personal. And, and the things, the memories and things that are built into them. And like, I'll see those car commercials where someone tries to make a big deal about a car, but I'm like, really? It's just a freaking car. Come on. It's not. (laughs) Many cases. That's absolutely right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love my car, but in the end, it's just a car. Now, if you start going on about my house, we're going to have a whole other conversation. Right. Right. (laughs) You know. Good point. But uh, anyway, so no, I I would say the things that you don't want to do, just, you know, make sure that you're, Carefully, you don't put yourself into a violation space mm-hmm. uh, or don't put the seller into one potentially. Right. Right. Because um, you want to be fair all the way around mm-hmm. if you can. Uh, but be persuasive, mm-hmm. you know, and then um, don't make it too long. That's the other thing. I have seen there. I've literally seen like a five page love letter. Oh, wow. No. That's really overkill. Yeah. Just absolutely overkill. Uh, you're putting a lot of faith in the person reading it that they're going to have the attention span to make it all the way through that. I wouldn't. Yeah. Typically, you, know. you can get your point across yeah. in one page. Right. You know, it's not really necessary. If, sure. If, yeah. Should you use a special font, David? <laughs> um, 
Well, you know, I guess if you want to be more flowery, but, you know, they, they got to right. be able to read it. I would say make sure that it's in a font they can read, at least 12 point. Yeah, <laughs> because if you've got an older seller, then, you know, they don't want to be like holding it out five don't, feet don't from your face. Don't dot your eyes with little heart symbols and things like that. Oh, my that. gosh. You probably do, don't oh, want to be going yeah, there. Right? Don't do yeah. that. No if perfume, I saw a letter like on that, the, on the I'm letter. not sure I could handle even getting through like, the first sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have I, a personal bias against hearts with you know, on top of eyes. I well, don't know why. You know, although if you if you go through the home, if the house is all, you know, kitschy like that, maybe you got yourself a Well, a that's winner. true. It's a strategy, yeah. potentially. Yeah. I, well, here's, here's one of the things that I also do. So, like, when I was working with my client putting this offer together for today and we talked about the potential of a love letter, um, I did tell them to uh, keep it about how they see envisioning the usage of the house, keep it relatively short, Right. Sure. Um, but speak to the things that I learned about the seller also as we go. did our upfront sure. research. I can tell how much work and effort you've put into this home, making it as beautiful as it is. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate the, the landscaping or this or that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in this case, Absolutely. this guy only did a couple of extra touches because yeah. the prior owners actually had it completely remodeled. There but they can they can say, yeah, we love the built-in benches that you put in because those are fantastic sure. little additions that, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I, things, I, things to that point that, that you paid attention. I, I have um, properties, uh, vacation rentals, little cottages. And, and when someone points out, you know, some of the... The, the features that mm-hmm. we put into those, the woodwork. Yeah, like your backsplashes and stuff are really oh, cool. Those are made out of beach glass. Yeah, know, yeah. I remember asking you about them when so I got to see them before. Somebody brings that up. I light up, you know, like a beacon. It's like, wow, that's really cool that you noticed that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's there's thing. some really sure. cool stuff there. Yeah. So people definitely appreciate it, and mm-hmm. they will respond to that. Will they necessarily pick you if there's $40,000 more on the table? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. But they, you know, like you said earlier, they might give you an opportunity to at least play ball sure. a little bit longer. So, so what have we learned today? A box of chocolates <laughs> when you inspect the property, right? You're going to do a Forrest yeah. Gump letter. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and we want to write a, a appropriate love letter. Don't go yeah. too overboard. And not too long. Don't not be Not a crazy verbose. one like ones that we've read before. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then you might have a, an increased chance of success. So that's good. Yeah. And, and sometimes, that, sometimes make sure and ask the listing agent whether or not they'll even provide it. Right, absolutely. Because why will waste be, your time if it's it not even going to be looked at? In, in the first case, yeah. Yeah. And so, tell me about rates. Yeah, are we loving we're marching those? Along. We have had three days where they haven't gone up, so that's good. That's good okay. sign. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> rates are rate, rates are, are are hanging in there this week right now, and. Um, uh, 30 year fixed rate, a conforming conventional loan, we're hovering right around 4%. FHA and VA, we're hovering around 3.75%. 15 year fixed rate, around 3.25%. And, uh, and jumbo rates, uh, like a 30 year fixed rate, same thing, right around just in the, the high threes, low 4% okay. range. So, still looking still, good. Still looking pretty good. And, um, you know, it's one of those things um, with all the news going on and especially these. These uh, terrorist events in France—it's oh, one of those so awful. circumstances with interest rates uh, that, bad as it sounds, we tend to benefit from bad news because, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the mantra, sort of, bad news is good. Um, events like that will 
will cause it will unsettle the financial markets. And when that right. happens, we the U.S. benefits from what we call flight to quality or flight to safety investing. So if things are unstable in Europe or Asia, um, then money will flow into the U.S. and it's supply and demand. The more money mm-hmm. we have available, it, it the you know the lower rates will will tend to go. So so this is maybe one of those indications where. Um, you know this this bad news is 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 starting to kind of offset a little bit of the the, the strength that we're seeing in our local economies or in our economy, uh, which will the strengths will tend to increase rates. You know the bad mm-hmm. news will tend to decrease rates. So we have a little bit of a balancing thing going on right now. With, I keep with all hearing of that. quite a bit about China being a lot more unstable, and so with. It, like Absolutely. we're seeing it with a bunch of the cash offers coming in yes. to say like the east side and whatnot. But are you seeing that also impacting the rates? Just it's, because it's they affecting are? a bunch of things, yeah, because they're going into a bit of an economic slowdown, and 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 we're in a global economy, so that mm-hmm. tends to slow us down as well. Uh, it's also affecting oil, and one of the reasons that oil prices are as low as they are right now mm-hmm. is there's there's a ton of supply of oil out there, uh, but also mostly it's because China's using less of it now as their economy has started to slow down a little bit. So so as hmm. we see oil okay. prices uh, dropping. Uh, you know that lowers the cost of doing business for for everybody that's got trucks on the road and and uh, you know and and all the all the well one of my clients issues. who's moving up here who's in the trucking company will be very happy to hear that there you go it, that's a I mutual mean, it's, client it's of ours it's a significant difference mm-hmm. and even right on down to the the taxi driver or the Uber driver mm-hmm. that you know instead of you know, costing a hundred bucks to fill the tank, it's yeah. only going to cost you know thirty or forty bucks to. fill I can the tell tank. you, James, my husband is extremely happy because his diesel rates have I've gone. I've seen way, the truck that down. he drives. It's and a I, beast. I, I, I totally it get it. It is a beast. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us today. Open house at Team Reba. We're always available. You can tweet us at Team Reba, info at teamreba.com or Eric at ericismybanker.com. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next week, three o'clock every Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro East Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.